The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. We introduce regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show. Every month and sometimes every week, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. Next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the only tire the Jeep Talk Show runs, the Nexon Tire Rodian MTX, at nextentireusa.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. The fourth annual Detroit Forefest brings off-roading family fun to you. Gear up for an action-packed weekend of Detroit's annual off-roading adventure, Detroit Forefest, held at the Holly Oaks ORV Park. Attendees will explore miles of trails and obstacles that offer entertainment for all levels of off-road enthusiasts. Happening on September 17th through the 18th, 2022. Go to fourfestevents.com. That's the number four, festevents.com for more information. You know, we have a, a, a large back catalog. Can you imagine two, three, ten years from now, somebody's listening to this episode and they're going, oh, wow, September 17th, 18th. Oh, I can go. Okay. Oh, oh 2022. 2022. That was ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good that we put the year in there because you never know when somebody's going to be hearing this because it could be heard. Uh, man, I, mean, I, I still think that there's going to be people flying to Mars and they're going to be listening to the Jeep Talk Show podcast. And there'll be some form of uh, Jeep talk show sticker uh, on Mars uh, eventually. We may well, not be here. You well, get, actually, actually, Tony, you know what? You Technically, there already is. Oh. The Jeep talk show is on Mars. There was a, a, a rover that was launched up there years ago. Um, oh, I forgot and, about this. And yeah, you, you remember I showed you the picture yeah. of, the ticket, the, of the ticket that I bought. And, and buying that ticket um, got the name that was on that ticket imprinted onto a plate that was part of that rover. And there was like, I don't know, was it a 10,000, 100,000 names or something like that? It's all microscopic, oh, of yeah, course. Tiny. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but nonetheless, the Jeep talk show, the words Jeep talk show are on Mars this minute. Very, very cool. I wonder if we can lay claim to some of the land there. Well, not you guys, but me, cause it's, you know, it's my show. Well, you can go to Groupon and you can go buy a square foot of Mars soil. (laughs) Oh, man. Could you imagine what that would cost to be able to sell that on eBay? Mars soil. We just need to have a, uh, come up with a, not just a Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, but a a Jeep Talk Show spaceship. Hmm. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wimby, there will be body damage. Jock. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, Chuck has accused me of modifying his voice on that opening for him to say soul really weirdly, <laughs> but I didn't. I did not do anything. That's just the way Chuck talks. Uh-huh. Some some guys' souls are longer than others. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> oh, gee. I told you you were going to burn as soon as you step foot in that building. All right. So the, the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. I know people are going, what the hell is Tony talking about? This is inside baseball that he's not telling us about. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle, perhaps on Mars, ready to hit the trails, or that daily driver that is also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Or with a magnifying glass on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about Jeep's tease that it may start illuminating the iconic seven-slot grill. We'll find out some more details about that here in a minute. And speaking of illumination, Jeep just released a new color, and saying that it is bright, 
may be an understatement. <laughs> hey, and stick around later in the show. I'll give you a full depth, full in-depth breakdown of what it takes to run two batteries in any Jeep. Hey, and this is Chuck, and one of these days, I'm actually going to start contributing to the show instead of just being the jackass in the background. Oh, God, but we need a jackass. I can't be the only one. (laughs) Never underestimate the value of color commentary. Oh, yes, very much so. I'm Tony, and I'm looking forward (laughs) to the four fest events at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in 2023. That's too far away. I know. And and I think Tom was saying in that uh, the interview that we did, uh, the roundtable thing that we did the other day, that it is uh, over a year away. So it's not even going to be like summertime or like spring or something. It's probably going to be around the fall time, September, October. Better not be like, you know, Halloween-ish. I've got plans. You could dress up at the event. You don't want me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Josh, think of all the time that you have to get your rig going. (laughs) <laughs> like you have over a year now, bro. Even then, I still want to drive. You can get that, that shit going. Fall. Show up. <laughs> oh man, dude, what was that? I'll what show I, up. I, I, I calculated that out. We'll it was like a twenty-six hour drive, Chuck. Twenty-six hour drive for me to like get get my Jeep yeah, down from here to. But it's a dry. It's a. <laughs> but it's a well, dry drive. It's a drive drive. Josh, I don't have a semi truck back in California. Hit the Rubicon. I do. Listen, just fucking pay attention for a second. <laughs> if I go back to California, hit the Rubicon, run up to you, throw your Jeep back on my semi behind the Scrambler, of course, not in the front, and then we drag your happy ass all the way back down to Texas, and then we kick your ass out on a boat to get you back home, I think this is a good idea. So I this, really do. This sounds good, but I, you can't take uh, Josh to the Rubicon with his Jeep because I don't want him because he's been there with somebody else's Jeep, but never with his own. I don't. I don't want that happening. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. He'll just go down Hidden Falls and then find your own way back. Oh. like it, I think this is great. So this is what we did the, on the first do. event, yeah. uh, Josh. We flew you down and said, "Hey, you got to get home on your own." <laughs> yeah, Josh, you should totally hit that yeah, waterfall. I mean, you go ahead. You can feel that. <laughs> go ahead, flop your rig. What's don't worry about my steering stabilizers. You fine. Be a man, <laughs> Josh. I'm it, man. Yeah, be a man. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And last week, we shared a story about Jeep's new EVs soon to be in European and U.S. markets. In the same week that news was dropped, Jeep Official tweeted a short teaser video in celebration of their 4XE Day, which was last Thursday, September 8th. In this video, which was just released, uh, we, which prominently features 4XE versions of the Grand Cherokee and Wrangler, one of the mystery models, however, features a 7-slot grille with illuminated surrounds. While the company is, is uh, staying very tight-lipped about this, the model doesn't appear to be the Jeepster EV that was spied undisguised earlier this year. This is quickly apparent as the model in the teaser video has a forward-facing camera as well as, a more, as, as, well as more squared-off slots with illuminated accents. The video also shows the rear end of a mysterious SUV which looks like a Wrangler 4XE at first glance. However, a closer inspection reveals different taillights and a more minimalist tailgate type of handle. It's unclear what the model is, but it does have some similarities to the EV that was teased last year. That particular EV is slated to ride on the STLA large platform and feature a boxy design. At the time, Ralph Giles described it as a, quote, very capable Jeep off-roading white space opportunity vehicle. Could this be the recon we reported on last week, or could this be the mysterious fourth EV that Jeep has yet to reveal for the 2025 lineup? Who knows? It's all a mystery at this point. Did you catch the, uh, the, I, the reveal? I hate to say this. Did I catch the reveal? Yeah, Thursday morning, I think it was. Uh, Jeep's, uh, I forget what it's called. The four, was it 4XE Day yeah. that they actually... It was, yeah, 4XE Day. And there was supposed it, to be yeah. some, some stuff that came out that day. Uh, I, I missed whatever like official press release that, that, that came out that day, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch it. Uh, I, I heard yeah, that Josh, it wasn't a lot of detail. Yeah, Josh, at 8 a.m., you were probably working because... That's what mm-hmm. normal people do. Oh, you were so sleeping. You to watch it, but I could. Se- yeah, no, he wasn't. No, he was sleeping because so he's on West Coast. Tell you right now that. No, eight a.m. I'm oh, working, dude. He's on the <laughs> left coast. Left coast, yeah. Eight a.m. Uh, is still eight a.m. Oh wait, it was, it, was, it was eight a.m. Eastern time. Right. So yeah, I was probably still asleep because it's five o'clock yeah. in the morning. See, yeah. Go along with yeah, what Tony just, says. This yeah. is the safest thing. I tell my family this. Yeah. It's not this. No, I, it's not easy being this smart. 
lot of responsibility. Josh, I was actually a Josh advocate. I was a Josh advocate in that little thing, and I was not paying attention to Tony. Like, I got it, man. You're a working class dude. Tony can go F off. Like, you and I, like, we are not techie type guys. We are, like, construction type guys, so we're fucking men. So I'm not going to listen to Tony right now. So just don't pay attention to him. But I can tell you this. By looking at the, this reminds me of a strip club. Like, this is so cool. Like, if this is what my Jeep would look like in my garage all the time, like, life would be freaking wonderful. Like, yes, backlit everything Jeep. Yes. I just can hear the, like, boom, boom, oh, yeah. boom music. Oh, this is sexy. Yeah, yeah. it definitely God has some potential. It, Josh. Thank you for uh, there. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has some potential. I could see the aftermarket jumping on this immediately. Um, we've seen all sorts of grill yeah, inserts in years. I, I could definitely see a, a a wired LED grill insert aftermarket version of this uh, that sort of does the same sort of thing. I'm Maybe so even 256 RGB LED conversion type of uh, thing to where you could color match it with the rings on your headlights yeah. and all that kind of good rot. Yeah, there, there's a lot of potential for this, and certainly for the aftermarket, which I'm sure is already scrambling after the release of this video uh, to sort of start the design process, because this has the potential to also be a very big uh, aftermarket draw as well. Yeah, so Josh, I've decided, like, I'm going to, like, accentuate all this, and I'm going to take the scrambler out, just catch the engine on fire. You can see <laughs> the light through my grill, and I'll right. fucking win. Like yeah, I will okay. win, I will win, yeah. I will win. Well, yes, yes, because uh, I'll, be you know, great. burning, and burning metal. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, right. I was going to say the the insurance claim is going to be another story, but uh, but yes, I'll take burning metal over <laughs> over illuminated diodes any day. He would just be doing that to get rid of that Holly uh, ignition system that he put tried to make, make work on there, set it on fire. I yeah. just kept the You know, I can't disagree with lights on a Jeep, man. I just can't. You know, or lights anywhere. Oh, I, I knew that you would like it. I mean, <laughs> anything with lumens, uh, and you're already, you know, if, I, half masked. So. I didn't show you show you guys a picture of the 16 uh, accent lights that I have in the backyard, all LED, <laughs> shining up on the the back fence. Your neighbors. I'm telling you right now, Tony. Your neighbors. All of them hate you. It's like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation over there. It's year round. It's yeah. So we live near an airport, and they're actually using this as navigational aids. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for the house at the right backyard. <laughs> <laughs> they're LED. They don't require much power. A lot of light, though. <laughs> hey, you guys remember the oh, '80s, right? Yes. Nice. Bad hair, way too much hairspray, worse clothing, questionable music, and the invention of fluorescent colors—colors colors so bright you had to wear shades, or so the song goes. I know those aren't the words of the song, but still, <laughs> the color the color palette of the '80s has seemed to uh, have found its way into the Jeep color selection for 2023. The Jeep brand is bringing a bright 80s-like color to its lineup, adding the vibrant high-velocity yellow, as it's called, exterior paint color to the 2023 Jeep Gladiator lineup. The first yellow ever to be available for the Gladiator, and it's this yellow, which is almost more of a green in some cases. Anyways, high velocity is a high energy, high impact hue that is authentic and not afraid to stand out, uh, quote unquote, just like Jeep's owners. High velocity joins firecracker red, hydro blue, sarge green, silver zenith, sting gray, granite crystal, black, and bright white as available exterior paint colors. Why couldn't it be like Vanta black or super black or why? It's just plain black. And bright white as available exterior paint colors for the 2023 Jeep Gladiator. Available on all Gladiator models, including Sport, Overland, Rubicon, and Mojave, the high-velocity exterior paint option is available now for ordering and is priced at a U.S. manufacturer's suggested retail price of $395. I'd lo I would love to have Vanta Black. You know, I'm not uh, keen on black, but Vanta Black would be really, really yeah. cool. It literally would be cool because... No, no, it would be very hot. It'd be great for wintertime because mm. it would absorb all the uh, light and heat. So as Vanta is to black, they have a so, version of white that is supposed to be the whitest white of ever, that ever whited or something like that. It, it is so bright. It reflects 99.9% .9 of all light. Uh, every last, uh, uh, you know, photon that hits it 
99 out of 100 of them get bounced back. So it, it is an extremely bright white. I saw a video of it, and it, it is almost painful to look at because it is so white. I think it was invented in a gated community so, in California, in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Just outside of Malibu. Really? Yeah. That sounds right. No. <laughs> so, 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 Josh... So on, honestly, Josh, that this this yellow that you have mm -hmm. right here, this high velocity yellow, mm -hmm. actually, it's kind of neat that it's coming out at right now because in the early '70s, when AMC bought the Jeep Corporation from Willys Overland, that's yeah. when they created the iconic, um, uh, what was it, the um, the Renegade, right? Which was the V8 Jeep, and actually, if you look right. at the '71, '72, 1970. They actually have this yellow with the V8, and I actually no, don't. It was think more it's of a cream. That it, there was there was a, it was more of a pastel version of this color. It wasn't full fluorescent. Okay, it was great. So what? what if, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, you're you're kind of missing the point here, Josh. You're not let. I'm waiting for so, you to get to the damn point. I don't think. <laughs> uh, God damn it! My internet's slow. <laughs> Fuck off. So, one of the things that. <laughs> One of the things I think it's actually the Bronco is now coming out with the Bronco, right? And the AMC was actually trying to beat the Bronco back then because the Bronco had That's the That's why they changed the design. And they were of making the, this very yeah. pastel the very pastel yellow colors, and there was actually green, there was actually very bright reds, and they were doing some really cool stuff. And I actually think that this is the same thing now multiple years later. They are coming out with a very pastel-y type colors. Yes, I understand, Josh, that they're a variation of the shade, whatever. But I think it's in uh, response to the Bronco coming out again. That's what this is. This is a, look at us, we are very flashy. We are the better of the two, honestly. Because this right now, if you look at the 1971, the 1971 CJ5, you look at it, yeah, it's I'm looking very, at the, I'm looking at the color chart. I'm actually looking at the color chart for the 1971 CJ5 right now. And right, you're, you're the Renegade. Look at the Renegade. Yeah, there's, there's no. It's, it's you're close, but no cigar. There's actually two colors that if you were com right. to combine oh. them, would probably come pretty close. Well, I, right. I finally found a Renegade one, putting in there I in our it. show notes. That one, that one looks pretty close. I think the the Gladiator is brighter though. And I wonder if that scrambler, that's a, yes. man, that's I a mean, bright yellow. I, I'm not saying it's a fucking color match. What I'm saying I'm is this close. is in response to the Bronco again. Are you as colorblind as you are deaf? There's a, uh, there's a Bronco. <laughs> that, there's the, the Bronco is, I haven't followed any of the Bronco stuff. I didn't know that they, uh, they even had a yellow Bronco. Was that the Bronco No, they too? didn't. But the, re the, the Jeep was trying to say, look how cool we are. Am I, maybe I'm not like making sense of what I'm trying to say right now. The Jeep was just trying to say, look at us, we're flashy, we're good, we're better. Right? And okay. I think that this is in response to the Bronco coming in. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I sincerely mean, believe that the V8 in the, uh, in the Wrangler is, uh, is, is because oh, of the Bronco. Oh. Chuck might actually be somewhat right. <laughs> oh, they had, no! They had a curious, <laughs> they had a curious <laughs> yellow. They had a curious yellow. Yes. Thank you, yes. sir. Well, Chuck was and, curious and, in the military, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. And uh, yeah, it, it is, it is God damn it, Chuck. <laughs> it is nothing at all like the Scrambler yellow, I, but... No, here's the deal. <laughs> so, so, Josh, I, I hate to say this, but I have actually studied the history of Jeep. And, you know, that's a long, long time, and that's a lot of beers. So when you come back and you say, Chuck, you might be wrong, I'm like, oh, maybe, but I'm pretty sure I remember a little bit of it through the fogginess of my Budweiser. Like, I don't know. Or Coors No, we, we've, we've got know. some pictures up in the show notes uh, for you, the listener, to, to check out and review as well. And, uh, and one of them is, is very much like a canary type of yellow that was very common on a lot of the, uh, the renegade era CJs. And uh, and then there's in the you know sort of the early 70s of of the Jeepster, um, you you saw that more of a pastelish kind of a yellowish cream um, uh, example, and and then and of course the the true Renegade yellow with the actual Renegade badging and everything like that. I've got an actual uh, uh, color chart 
from the uh, you know the 1971 um, you know that you would use to pick from uh, if you were to be ordering a, a Jeep back in 1971. I've got I've got that that but, palette, if but you will. From the 70s, has, wouldn't it be kind of faded by now? Well, you know, this is just an image. <laughs> well, no, it's so, a picture. It's so. online. <laughs> yeah. so, so hold on. So hey, so can I can I cut in? And I understand that my internet is very slow, so you guys kind of have to wait on me. So there's a picture here of a yellow CJ8. That what? is not. That's 1981. So that's 10 years later. But above that, on the on the notes, somebody has put in here, and I think this is Josh. Yeah. You have the on the bottom right the what is this curious yellow? That curious is yellow. the oh, color. Oh, you're not kidding. Like that is the color for for the Renegade because the Renegade had the better the better wheels, the better motor, the better paint job, and then I know in the past, Josh, you told me it was the sticker. It was not the stickers. It was the whole package. And that was one of the colors that you can get, which is what I'm trying to say that this thing is. Yeah, but so it, the the CJ the CJ8, yeah, that's a scrambler. Yeah, they're cool as fuck because I own one, but that is that is not the paint job. And then you yeah, have, you go so long, keep scrolling down, you'll see you'll whole, see an actual renegade uh, CJ down there, and and which has a different shade of that, but uh, but still there, isn't. Uh, uh, that's a CJ7. That's a CJ7. That's that's post 1986. So. That that's even that's even farther back. Eighty six. But anyhow, it, it doesn't matter. You, so oh yeah, no, the yeah, ten, that, the uh, CJ seven. Yeah, no, you're right. 19, CJ seven right. coming down nineteen seventy, the late seventies. I'm talking early seventies. Yeah, early seventies. Which is yeah, this no. curious yellow. Yeah, because that that is curious from. Yep. Yeah, you can even see the the date code in the in the lower right seventy one down there. So yeah. So I'm, I'm having a little that trouble. That is the green. That uh, I'm talking. I'm having a little trouble reading this uh, this paint chip thing that you put up uh, in the show notes, Josh. Does that say sphincter white? That is uh, that is oh. really strange. <laughs> it says spinnaker. Spinnaker. <laughs> okay, I still don't know what that is. So, God, where your mind goes? <laughs> I, I was just talking about. It looks the like green. sphincter. I mean, literally, this whole commentary was the beginning of the green. God damn it, you guys! What <laughs> <laughs> don't don't lump me in the with show. Him. The show would go so much better if it was just Chuck. Is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are way more professional. I just don't know how to like articulate my words. Right, so. Oh man, when I first started doing this podcast, I, I mean, I said and I've repeated it several times. You guys will have to excuse me. I don't know how to talk. I've been married for twenty years, so you'll get better, Chuck. Yeah, it'll come. It'll come. <sighs> Hey, you guys, know what, uh, you guys know what else is, is yellow, and there's probably too many of them. Uh oh, is it a frog in a blender? No, it couldn't be. Oh, no, uh-huh. it's 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 the damn uh. ducks <laughs> ducking thing and stuff like that. Well, somebody has taken oh, those fuck. those little yellow ducks and they've taken it to like the next level. And there's the first annual Great Duck Chase that's going to be held on Saturday, September seventeenth in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I got. I think I'm oh, pronouncing that right. Murfreesboro. Yeah. I, I think so. Murfreesboro. There we go. Murfreesboro, Tennessee, at the Boro Beach, which is Sportscom's outdoor swimming pool. The duck race is organized by the Great Chase G R eight T. Of course, with the number eight in there. Great Chase, a nonprofit that is named in honor of Chase Donnell, who died of cancer eight months after his diagnosis. All funds raised by the organization will help families with children battling cancer and other terminal illnesses. The upcoming Great Duck Chase will start at 10 a.m. on September 17th at Sportcom's Outdoor Pool. You can purchase a duck by visiting uh, this one website, uh, duckrace.com slash Yeah, easier said than spelled. Uh, prizes will be awarded for the first duck to cross the finish line, as well as the last duck in the race. For the off-road community, there will be a special Jeep show and shine at the Great uh, Great Chase Duck Race on Saturday, September 17th. There'll be food trucks, a variety of vendors, and prizes will all be a part of the festivities on the 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. There will also be a chance to go home with the Golden Duck Award, which will be awarded to the Best of Show Jeep entry. Judges will also look uh, to find the most unique Jeep, the best vintage Jeep, the best non-Wrangler, and the best named Jeep. As for the duck race, thousands of little rubber ducks will flock together at Sportscom for the first annual Great Duck Chase. For just 8 bucks each, you can adopt your own rubber duck. On the Saturday of the event, 5,000 rubber duckies will slip and slide down the Murfreesboro Beach Outdoor Pool to compete for first, second, and third place prizes. Even the slacker quacker, as they're calling him, <laughs> the one that's coming in the very last place, will have a chance to win. You don't even have to be present to win. 
But, you know, why miss all the fun? If you'd like to participate virtually, we'll have all the links you need in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. I'm hoping the I'm hoping- the last duck that comes uh, comes over to finish line gets a participation award, and it's sphincter white. You know that's all it'll be. It's, it's, it's oh, God. <laughs> oh, you've bleached yours, haven't you? <laughs> If you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know what you have to say. You can do it by phone or by email. Any number of ways to reach out to us here at the show. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. Wow. 25 minutes to get to uh, through the <laughs> This Week in Jeep. <laughs> this is great. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And be sure to tell everybody you know about the 4x4radionetwork.com website. There is tons of great off-road shows there, just all kinds of off-roading podcasts all in one place, and it's all for free. From the On the Trail podcast, to the Center Steer podcast, to the world-famous 4x4 podcast, and even Trail Chasers. The Jeep Talk Show is there, of course, as well. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all in one place. 4x4radionetwork.com. Just that's all you need to know. 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, more power. Where's the Tim Allen uh, thing here? Uh, uh, there we go. Things to consider when deciding to add a second battery to any Jeep. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Where's that teletype thing we used to have? I need to get that back on the board. This just in, Mike Zinn has made a purchase of Jeep uh, yeah, the Jeep Talk Show Rat Bastard toe tags while we were recording the show. So we'll be sending oh, out he's those. He's our number one infectious agent. And, <laughs> yes, and absolutely. He's, he's at it again. I, a guy, that guy has must have infected, I don't know, a couple hundred, few hundred Jeeps at least. Yeah, the CDC is looking for him. So that just gives you an idea. Gives you an indication of just how active Once, he is. Once uh, they want to uh, ask him a few questions about all the infections, uh, all the all the uh, the Jeeps he's been uh, infecting here recently. So you can uh, infect Jeeps too and uh, use the Rat Bastard toe tags to do so. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you will see where you can uh, be. Uh, uh, I just thought of something about you, Josh. Uh, where you can uh, get some uh, toe tags for your own. Josh, big announcement also. We finally had somebody order a basic Jeep Talk Show paid <laughs> subscription. There's a cheap <laughs> bastard out there, too. <laughs> so I told, I told my wife, she was uh, you know, filling out the, the order, and it was just, it's just two stickers. You don't get anything additional, but you get a couple of Jeep Talk Show stickers. And she was uh, putting it in an envelope, and I was actually chastising her because she she got a piece of paper, folded it in thirds, and was taping the logo of the, the Jeep Talk Show stickers to the paper, and then folding it over to protect it, and then sticking that in the envelope. And I said, you're spending way too much time on this. And she goes, well, I don't want them to slide around in the envelope and get messed up. So she's literally sticking them to a sheet of paper so that they... Awful. Yeah, isn't that nice? So, uh, but I told her, I said, yeah, you know, Josh is going to be really excited about this because nobody's bought a basic t- subscription and I'm, I'm giving him hell about it every time when, when people yeah, make uh, right. paid subscriptions that nobody wants, to, nobody wants to buy the Josh. No. <laughs> and, and Tony, and Tony, hey, hey, Tony. Yes, sir. Tony, tell your wife, thank you for taking care of my stickers. Oh, thank yeah. I, I actually, have, I've been wanting those time. Thank you very much. Be yeah, very, I'll be really very excited welcome. when I get them. <laughs> they're uh, they're leveling, leveling one of our tables right now, but uh, as soon as we get that fixed, it'll be on the way. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Chuck, I gotta say, uh, you mentioned Chuck. about buying a Jeep Gladiator. But you're going to buy one in your neighborhood instead of traveling to the east and buying one from Travis. Uh, I got to ask you to reconsider that. Uh, come on, it takes a lot of alcohol to keep Travis running. That ain't cheap. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to pay his commission in dollars. You can just buy it in tequila. And as an extra bonus, as you know, 
I live close by to Travis, just two towns over. I will meet you at the dealership and personally lick the Jeep Gladiator that you select, thus driving up the resale value. Or if you wish, I will lick all the other vehicles in the lot except your Jeep Gladiator, thus driving up the resale value even higher. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to ask if you guys heard about the guy who stole the calendar. Yeah, he got 12 months. All right, boys and girls, what what can I say? They all can't be winners. I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. Oh, boy. Two Chuck Chuck calls. One for uh, Friday and one for Monday. Two Nikki G Chuck calls. What? Chuck doesn't even have to try and he's popular. Uh, Travis actually called me personally. And he, like, I get it. I want one of these things so bad, and he's doing his job. He continues to, like, like dangle the carrot in front of me, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. As well, like, he I should. I can't afford oh, one, you need, I won't. you need to get one of those yellow ones. Ugh, 1971. See? Ugh, that'd be sexy. That's why they do it. They're going to get you. They're going to suck you in. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, I think it. I think everybody knows this, but uh, Josh actually sold the uh, the 2021 uh, Gladiator to me. No, his his, really? his name was uh, uh, Deadpool Gambino. Oh, that was the the one that actually <laughs> filled out the help, helped fill out the paperwork. But the person that actually sold me on getting the Gladiator was you. Really? Don't you remember? You no, were, I remember. You were reading the story about uh, how uh, real uh, world towing tests were done. Oh, I remember, I remember us going back and forth over options and stuff. Like if I was to buy one, you know, how would I outfit it? And, you know, things like that. And I I remember that, that part of the buying process. I don't remember convincing you. (laughs) No, no, it wasn't like we was back and forth. You were just reading a a story here on the Jeep talk show and you were talking about a real world towing test because the gladiator was really poo pooed by the, a lot of, uh, the, the, the high end, uh, uh, reviewer type people and uh you uh you read a story about the real world towing test and it actually did uh, exactly or better than what it was uh I, it was supposed to do that's right actually josh josh mm-hmm. i actually i i think this is when i first started listening to the show i think tony is right i think i actually remember you talking about this and we talked and you talked about the the um, 7500 pound towing capacity or something like that and I actually think I remember it, man. I think you are the one. I just sat there and thought to myself, That's you cool. know, I should get one of these because I could tow the the uh, the, the XJ the with. It's the only time Josh was right. It'll never happen. It's the only time Josh was right. Well, the big problem well, is you know, getting a trailer. We've. Uh, well, I thought you were going to flat tow it. I thought you were going to do like the. I, I learned uh, like some stuff about uh, the dragging on the the torque that gets puts on the wheel bearings and the the, the tearing up of the tires for turns no, and you'll be stuff. Fine. No, and then and then I had the, the biggest thing was the additional work that I had to do, which was to disconnect the drive shafts because you can't flat tow with the Atlas. Uh, so, uh, Josh, I'm just going to say it out loud. If you do another one of those things, my wife will be super pissed because I'll probably <laughs> buy one. So just keep your opinions to yourself about the future stuff because we actually do pay attention. I mean, we're uh, not going to give you any credit like currently. No, no, we might give you credit in a year and a half. You so just get just, shit. That's all you get gonna, on the show. I, I think over. I think <laughs> over the the history of the show, uh, we have been responsible for uh, around. Uh, close to a half a dozen Jeep yeah purchases. i think that's true like somebody has has gone out of their way after listening to to an x number of episodes of of this podcast and have made the second largest investment of their life because of us because of a couple of yahoos behind yeah. a microphone i know it's amazing josh i actually i thought you were going to say after the years we're about a dozen divorces into it oh i don't doubt that either <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> Yeah, they could very well <laughs> we could be. We don't get those phone calls, though. <laughs> uh, Although, I'd like to hear. Men. <laughs> I'd like to hear. If, if we're responsible yeah, for, for yeah. a divorce, I'd like to know that, too. So, uh, <laughs> at least six new Jeep purchases and one mail free. order uh, a bride, so I think, is, the, is what the score is, Josh. God. <laughs> Josh. Josh, I, I have you I have you on my cell phone, so uh, if it does actually happen, I'll just text you directly, bro. It, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the first to know. New segment. Uh, force <laughs> Chuck to buy a gladiator. 
No. No, You got tech questions? What do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Well, as I alluded to at the beginning of the show, I was going to be talking about uh, how to run two batteries in your Jeep. In any Jeep, really. Actually, in any vehicle, for that matter. I've installed multi-battery systems in all kinds of cars and trucks, vans, campers, and yes, even Jeeps. And one thing in common to all of these systems is the advantages that you get when adding more power to your electrical system. Now, that phrase may be a bit misleading, since technically we're not adding more power, we're adding more power storage. Now, adding a second battery to a Jeep is actually way easier than you may think. And if you've ever considered doing this incredibly useful modification, I'm about to cover some of the basics of putting in an auxiliary battery in your own Jeep. Now, dual batteries can literally be a lifesaver. Imagine this. You've been out wheeling all day. You're at a stopping point. You've just been hanging out with your fellow Jeepers, soaking in some sun, playing some tunes. Maybe drinking some beer, hanging out, just enjoying the day. The sun's starting to set, and you figure it might be time to head back. And you go to start your rig, and roar, 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 click, 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 click. And you're stranded. Nightfall. Cold. Possibly coyotes are settling in, and you're faced with hiking out or hoping another person with a vehicle and jumper cables just so happens to roll by before you freeze, starve, or get eaten by vicious, fuzzy woodland creatures. Now, having an auxiliary battery in your Jeep could have prevented this from happening. Imagine being able to winch without worry, or having to deal with those nasty voltage drops. That stuff's hard on your alternator anyways. How about being able to play the stereo at camp all weekend long and not even having to start the rig once? Or being able to shine lights up a hillside without draining the gas tank? All this and more could be yours if the price is right. Okay, on to the serious stuff. Before you go and just jump right in, there are a couple rules of thumb when planning a dual battery system. First, the two batteries must be identical. They need to be the same size, the same CCA, or cold cranking amps rating, and of the same type. Meaning one can't be a lead-acid battery and the other one an AGM. Now, this is due to load, capacitance, and other factors that may be Greek to a lot of you, so just take it from an expert. This is one of the most important rules to remember. The other thing is using the same gauge of wire throughout, for roughly the same reasons, of course. You don't want one battery trying to feed voltage through half the size of the wire as the other battery. Things are just not going to work out. Mounting a second battery is limited only by your imagination. The aftermarket industry has stepped up big time to provide all sorts of options for all kinds of Jeeps and, well, other vehicles too, for that matter, especially the Wranglers. However, if your plan is to put the second battery inside the vehicle with you, the driver, well, then not only should it be secured very well, talk about a projectile in an accident, you don't want that thing smacking you in the back of the head. That should go without saying, really, mounting a battery inside the vehicle should be rule number one. But you also need to make sure that it's not a lead-acid battery. Lead-acid batteries can off-gas toxic fumes like hydrogen sulfide. This gas is colorless, very poisonous, flammable, and has the odor of rotten eggs. Needless to say... Not good stuff to have in the Jeep with you. So, if that battery has to if that battery has to be a gel cell or AGM style battery, which it does, then so does the one under the hood. There are two types of dual battery systems, connected and isolated. If isolating the batteries is of no concern to you and you're the type where jumper cables is not in your vocabulary, then you can merely hook up the batteries in parallel. Now what that means is positive to positive, negative to negative. Let me explain how this is done. I know it probably sounds tricky to some of you, but if you have the space in your Jeep and can run a wire, then it's as easy as hooking the positive of one battery up to the other and grounding both of them. That's it. Now, of course, you still have the possibility of draining both batteries or one going bad and taking out the other, although that is more rare. This type of system is the simplest, however, of all dual battery systems and has the benefit of being the cheapest of all solutions as well, the only cost essentially being your wire and the battery itself. The only downside is the risk of draining both batteries at once. Now, isolating the batteries is easy, and this is the other type of system that we're going to be talking about. And you have two choices when it comes to how to do this, solid state or mechanical. The mechanical isolation basically uses something very similar to an old starter solenoid. In fact, if you go into your local parts stores and talk with one of the old timers, he just might have the part number memorized for those old 100% duty cycle Ford starter solenoids that the hot, hot rod guys have been using for decades. Your local four-wheel parts or off-road store, motorsports, and vehicle accessory stores will have the modern version of this, and they're usually relatively cheap, coming in at a price point of around $30 or so. Now, these are basically a very large and heavy-duty version of a relay, where an electromagnetic switch controls the flow of current. 
When the ignition is turned off or a switch is flipped, the solenoid activates and separates or isolates the two batteries from each other, allowing you to drain the auxiliary battery to your heart's content and still have the main battery, untouched, for starting the rig. The only downside to this version of battery isolation is the mechanical aspect. Eventually, the mechanics of these types of solenoids will wear out. The general lifespan of these is roughly about five years or so, depending on the use and the climate in which they're installed in. Now, the final option is solid state. A diode-based battery isolator is by far the most efficient, longest-lasting, most durable and reliable means out there to install and isolate a dual battery system. They're completely self-contained, and they're completely sealed. They have no mechanical features to wear out and come in a variety of sizes, shapes, and colors. There are some very cheap options out there, however, on the internet, you know, Amazon and eBay come to mind, but buyer beware, you definitely get what you pay for. That 200 amp isolator on eBay for $9.99? Yeah. I wouldn't trust the components in that to run a toy train, let alone the juice of my Jeep. And the ratings are going to be highly suspicious. Solid state battery isolators have a rule of thumb as well, and they need to exceed the amperage output of your alternator. So if your output of your alternator is around 125 amps, you should probably be looking for a 130, 150, 140 amp battery isolator. You know, that's kind of the, the rule of thumb there. These types of isolators are more expensive. They are the most expensive option out of all of this. And they are, well, and a good maybe top-end isolator could run you a couple of hundred bucks. But most of us aren't running 200-plus amp alternators or need a race application type of gear. Your average good, reliable, midline, solid-state battery isolator will be in the $80 to $120 range. All of these isolators hook up the same way. And they all do the same thing, but they will all have subtle differences. Installation is easy as these are meant to be mounted in the engine compartment and are built to withstand the environment therein. You'll have to run a large gauge positive cable from each battery to the terminals of the isolator which will have to be grounded as well just like each of the batteries. And usually there is an exciter post is what it's called, exciter post, that can be hooked up to activate or terminate the isolation feature if the model that you have doesn't uh, have the voltage sensing capabilities like some of the others out there. So wire, ring terminals, some battery terminals, and an isolator or solenoid, and that's it. Plus your battery, and you're out and running. So get out there and start doing some window shopping, and think about adding a second battery to your Jeep. And keep in mind, literally every last little thing that you may need to do this can be found over on Amazon.com. So I was so doing, I, I, you may have said this already, you may have covered it because I was doing a little digging mm, here. Isn't there, mm. aren't there kits, isolated uh, battery kits that allow you to, uh, it, it charges both batteries, but it isolates the batteries and the batteries can be different. Does that sound right? I couldn't find any evidence of that. No, what? no, because, because once you, yeah, so, essentially uh, any, any, any system that, that isolates will also connect. And once they're connected, you have two different batteries of two different types that are connected. And that's not good. Hey, hey guys. I, I know my, my internet's a little slow. So I, I, I try to like interject what, when you guys first get off your thing. But I actually did a lot of research on this for my Scrambler. And uh, it's, it's a very common thing to have, um, like especially in the, the, we'll call it the camping world. But I know Bob's going to say it's called the overlanding world. But <laughs> whatever. So like on my, uh, yeah. Uh, fuck you, Bob. So on on the scrambler, like I I have a uh, a dual battery system because we are actually creating the scrambler to be able to do long term camping on it, though it is very capable off road. And having uh, multiple or not just two different kinds of batteries, though I will just sell say in the in the Optima style of battery, which sure. I have I run red tops, but. A yellow top and a red top battery is very, very common in the dual battery system. Well, those and they are, make are, isolating systems. Those batteries are two of the same okay. type, so, and, essentially. So you you wouldn't want to yeah, you wouldn't correct. mix a lead I, I, acid battery I, I, and, and an Optima agree. battery. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And then uh, when you isolate them, you go go okay. So on my we'll just say my accessory battery, we're going to use a I I don't even know what it is. You know. And, and be, because I, I'm just reading this as we're going, and I'm actually listening as the listener is listening, and we're just, I'm just interjecting as we're, as we're doing this. So you have, the, you have your red top battery that's, oh, okay, it's going to run my stuff, and my yellow top battery that's going to run my starter. And it, that, that is 100% what the isolation system works. 
right? So it'll actually charge the starting thing first, and then your red top thing the second, and then well, as you as you operate, it'll deteriorate your red top battery, and then you leave your yellow top battery or whatever you're going to use for your starting point, and it'll function that way. I did not do that. I didn't have the money for it. So I actually have mine in parallel, and I have two red top batteries actually pointing towards each other, and, mm -hmm. I, and I created my, uh, my own battery system for it. And it was the right. worst thing to do because it, I mean, it functions spectacular. And if you have a regular alternator, you are going to tax that alternator to the max because it thinks it has so much draw on it. But then you do what I do, and then I actually threw a welding alternator on my Jeep. So I have a welder alternator on there with, a, with the aftermarket um, welder system, and it will actually fry the alternator because it thinks it's going into welding mode. And when you fire that thing up, it's trying to charge both batteries at the same time that you've depleted over the night while you're camping. And it fried my shit first thing in the morning. True story. And I was screwed out in the middle of nowhere. So I actually am now in the process of looking for an isolating system that will isolate one battery just to the starter and then the other battery to everything else. You can have so different kinds. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, Josh, that you can't have like an Optima and a Marine battery, but you can have a yellow top and a, black, and a red top and all of that kind of stuff. But you definitely, like I strongly recommend as a guy that's, been screwed out in the trail you need an isolating system like if you yeah. run them in parallel you'll delete it and you're screwed but uh, yeah absolutely this is kind I've, of a bitch thing to do and in, in all the years that, that i've spent working in, in mobile electronics and 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 afterwards in the aftermarket and stuff i've never ran across a battery isolator that had the ability to prioritize batteries say i want to charge this battery first. yeah i mean that's very common Josh, so I've, I've got I've That's got incredibly uh, common, right? I've got a load sensing, um, a voltage sensing, solid state battery isolator in my system. It's one of the more expensive options, and uh, it works without the exciter. It, it senses when the alternator is is kicked on. Uh, it senses the voltage drop from the ignition being turned on, uh, and all. And I, even with that, I cannot prioritize which battery is getting voltage yeah. first. So Josh, I, I, and, and I don't, I don't know where it comes solid with state. Hey, hey, Josh, hold on. So, I mean, Josh, I mean, this is where it comes very touchy with me because I'm never the type of guy that say, Hey, you're wrong. But actually when you look into the camping world or the overlanding world, it's a very common thing to have a isolating system for a battery to only operate your starter. Because the overlanding world, well, yeah, which that's, I understand that's that the, you, uh, that's in the, the off-road that, world, that that's just how you how you wire it up. That just, I mean, like my that's that's how no, my sir. system is 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 set up. So no, I've sir. got I've essentially got the the no. the starter and and whatever electronics that the body control module is 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 running are running off my primary battery. The the alarm, the stereo, the winch, pretty much everything else is ran off of my secondary battery. So you're in, and you're telling me that my no, top I, I line right solid now, state isolator is 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 incapable of of telling uh, which battery is supposed to be charged first because all these things essentially yeah. are 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 basically just a big relay without the mechanical micro switch inside of them and so as soon so, as that that that, that senses so its voltage I, I, or the voltage drop or or sees the alternator coming on both those terminals are instantly connected. So, Josh, I mean, I, I understand that because of my, my politeness, I'm not going to say anything, you know, incorrect right now, but you're wrong. So, on the overlanding world, absolutely, your starting battery can be isolated 100%. It's yeah, been that's a thing for multiple years it. now. That, that's, it's, it's not a feature. It's just how you no, install it. It, it, is, it is a feature. I, I no, looked at I, it, I, and I, I thought that I didn't need that. I screwed myself on the trail. Because it, it you could hook it thing. up, you could hook it up 180 degrees off and be completely bass backwards from that. So I think that this uh, this is actually wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity for you, the listener, to call in and tell us what you think about this. Have you up. had a, sy a system that you were able to 
uh, to decide which battery was going to be charged or will your system, uh, can you program your system to do that? So this is a great opportunity for us all to, to learn something new or find out uh, what Josh is saying is uh, exactly correct. Because I kind of I have a feeling that there yeah. is a way of doing it with microprocessors. Uh, I was going to say, if there's some sort of a digital that, microprocessor yeah. involved where you're, you're hooking up to an Arduino or a Raspberry Pi or some sort of Or other just something that's built in computer. that does something similar to, to a computer. Yeah, you know, then, then I could see that. But, I mean, a standard solid state, meaning, you know, there's no electronics per se. You know, there's there's no there's no circuit board. There's no uh, there's there's no circuits really. I mean, it's right. just no. It's, just it's a, a big like you say a relay. Sink. Yeah, like a relay. Yeah, you were talking a about big ass heat sink with a couple few big ass diodes in it. So a lot of this is a great. We love learning about stuff. So if you yeah. if you know something, uh, let us know. And uh, that uh, that's everybody here too. So we'll, we'll come back and and hit this subject yeah. again. This is a great opportunity for us to hear from people and to learn a little something extra. Absolutely. You're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More to follow. In the meantime, Jeeper, if you have a topic that you would like covered over on Tech Talk, by all means, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Send out a message and let us know uh, what you might be stuck on in your build or a topic that you've always just wanted to learn a little bit more about. Hey, this Thursday. Thursday. I actually wrote pause in there. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Episode 677, September 15th, Alan Clausen with yankumropes.com. And there may be a giveaway, a discount, or none of the above. You got to listen to find out. <laughs> You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, Podcast. At my mom's house. Hey, so I just rattled off a link that I wanted you guys to remember uh, a minute ago. JeepTalkShow.com slash contact. That is really the only link that you need to memorize. From there, you can navigate the entire Jeep Talk Show world, and and it just opens up a whole plethora of opportunities for you. Uh, ways to connect with each and every one of the hosts, in fact. Uh, actually being able to, to connect with the Jeep Talk Show itself, uh, find out some inside information about what's happening on the show, all that kind of stuff. It's all at Jeep Talk Show dot com slash contact and one of the best things that's there is the link to click and sign up for our newsletter that's where you're going to get the best information the inside information if you will advanced notice about giveaways what we're going to be giving away and when that's you're going to be your best option of, of how to get in on that and, and and have a better chance of winning that stuff over anybody else also who we're going to be interviewing and when those interviews are going to be dropping all that kind of stuff and of course how to join in on the roundtable episodes that we're recording live every Tuesday. We would love for you to be a join to join in on that, to be a part of that as well. It's all at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Head there right now, go check it out and find out the entire world of Jeep Talk Show that can open up before you. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure to call our voicemail line and leave Tony a nasty message. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm always right. Except for that one time. That one time no. when I thought I wasn't. <laughs> but it turned out that I was. No. No, you were You were not. Sorry. Sorry, Josh. Podcasting since 2010.